0: Welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first part of today's show and turn to uh, Dorothy Cam's feature. In Hong Kong, the pandemic has affected many households across Hong Kong. As a result, migrant workers whose workplaces are our homes have become especially vulnerable to exploitation and abuse. Dorothy Cam speaks to Sheila Bonifacio about her experience of abuse and later activism.
1: During lockdown, Hong Kong domestic workers faced a series of mistreatments, such as sexual abuse and physical attacks. According to a survey by the Asian Migrants Coordinating Body, AMCB, an estimated 40,000 domestic workers were given no rest days during the pandemic, and 20,000 were given only one day off per month. We talked to Sheilas Bonifacio, the chairperson of Gabriella Hong Kong and one of the leaders of AMCB. Why did you first choose to come and work in Hong Kong as a domestic worker?
0: Well, I'm the eldest among the four siblings of my parents. And I took the responsibility to look after our economic problem during that time because my mom is the only one who's earning money. And she's working here in, in Hong Kong for almost um, 11 years. And then by the time we face a financial crisis in the Philippines and my salary um, as a teacher in the Philippines is not enough to help our financial problem. So that's why I asked my mom if I could come here because uh, I learned that the salary of domestic workers here in Hong Kong is much higher than the salary of a professional teachers in the Philippines. So that's why... Due to the lack of job opportunity that have a um, sustainable salary that could support our needs, that's the main reason why I came here to work as domestic helper.
1: There are a lot of news about mistreatments in Hong Kong. Um, What was your initial reaction to these news of mistreatments against these workers?
0: For me, um, I was angry And I was a little bit frustrated because I couldn't imagine that um, Hong Kong, one of the first world country, and way back in the Philippines, we don't hear much um, maltreatment of domestic workers in Hong Kong. That's why when I came here and uh, the reality faced me and I saw my fellow migrant workers are being abused, of course i was angry and i uh, i said why they are doing this to human like migrant workers are really helping the hong kong society so that the husband and wife can go can go to work and then just for a little bit mistake or something misunderstanding um they're being physically verbally Abuse their domestic workers. It's really, really. Uh, I'm I'm really frustrated about it, and I'm angry because um, this kind of inhumane treatment is happening that should not be.
1: Can you maybe share an experience of mistreatment that you faced?
0: Well. I came here in 2007, you no, know, and I'm one of the unlucky uh, migrant domestic workers who experienced, um, physically and verbally abused by my employer. So my employer at that time, uh, have two kids and their kids doesn't follow, um, their parents, like they are hard headed. You no. Know? So when I came in, in their house. My employer um, asked me to discipline their kids, but what can I do if I'm just uh, their domestic helper? So um, the burden of disciplining their kids was given by me. And then um, the young birds that I look after, like 11 years old boy was hitting me every time I asked them not to do this kind of crazy things. And then i i said it to my employer and then my employer just just say nothing and they said oh they just kid something like that so they didn't do anything so the conflict arise and then later on my employers are have a bad treatment with me scolding me in front of of the other or in the middle of the market something like that as if i don't have a pace later later on um, the physical, physical, um, abuse made by their son was getting worse. And that's also my turning point of asking my employer that I will terminate my contract because I cannot do, I cannot tolerate that you couldn't do anything about your son's behavior. That's kind of abuse uh, that I'm experienced in the past during that time. I've been involved in the union. So the union taught me about my rights and how I can protect, something like that. So that's how I involved with the organizations. So from there, I developed this kind of family. And there I learned a lot. It's not easy if if you don't have anyone to be, you know, to be with you in times of that kind of of situation, I'm lucky enough that the orga I met the organization early. So in in those times, I experienced um, verbal abuse. Uh, I always call my my friends in the Mission for migrant workers, in the Unifield, in the Gabrella. So they give me advices on how I can handle the situation inside the house of my employers or uh, something like that.
1: Can you maybe talk about how uh, these organizations helped
0: you? Yeah. Well, in the organizations, um, we are doing like um, training, um, public speaking, and we have some training as well about our rights, uh, our rights and responsibility as a migrant domestic workers here in, in Hong Kong. In a way, the organizations provided me, uh, empowered me, to become um, who I am right now, you no? Know, like the leader of the the Gabriella. Um, they teach me everything, public speaking. Sometimes uh, I also use my skills in writing, and then they empowered me in terms of of my rights.
1: Can you maybe talk about? how the hong kong government can help and support domestic workers
0: yeah of course this is always our demand No, with with the hong kong government in the asian migrants coordinating body we always ask the hong kong government include the migrant workers in protection um, scheme especially in in the previous month um, we experienced discriminations with re- with relations to how Hong Kong government addressed the the effect or the impact of COVID nineteen. No, migrant workers are always excluded in those um aid or some support or we also demand to Hong Kong government to abolish those discriminatory policy. For example the two week rules um before in my mother's time there's no two weeks rule existing. Um before if migrant workers are being terminated, they can freely um find another employer and then they can process their their contract without returning to the to their place of origin. but because after the terminations of their contract, we only have fourteen days to stay in Hong Kong either with or without employer who signed us, and we're going to wait our visa in our place of origin in this policy. Um it looks like it's just like that but in reality we experience so much troubles in this in this policy why first if we go back home in the philippines so the process of our papers took long some employers might not um cannot wait so they lost their job they lost their opportunity to get a new job and then when they want to come back here in hong kong they will undergo again in the recruitment agency and recruitment agencies are um asking so much money it's so expensive so that's one and then another is uh, another policy that was um, put migrant workers in a vulnerable situation is the live-in arrangement no the mandatory live-in arrangement um again before there is a choice uh, the, the employer and the employee have a choice if they want to live out or live in especially if the employer cannot provide a good accommodation to their to their helpers. You know? So if there's a space for their domestic workers, you are lucky. But in the research for migrant workers, the pictures um, the mission for migrant workers it's a service provider that's helping migrant workers. In 2017 they do a research about pictures in the inside. So in the research, it comes out that like 47, 47%, something like that um, of migrant domestic workers doesn't have their own rooms. It means migrant domestic workers are, are sleeping in the living room or sharing rooms with their, with their young wives. The worst is some migrant domestic workers is just sleeping in the floor in the kitchen and some are just sleeping in the top of the cupboard or in the top of the washing machine. Even in our contract, they said, oh, migrant workers should provide suitable accommodation. But in our contract, they didn't define what is suitable accommodation. Is living room is a suitable accommodation or kitchen is a suitable accommodation? Those are policies that put us in a vulnerable situations. And because of this leave-in arrangement, especially nowadays in the during the, the pandemic, the physical abuse, sexual abuse was arise, um, because, um, migrant domestic workers doesn't have any space in the house. So during those times that, um, the labor department encourage employers not to let your migrant workers to, to go out it, because they might, um, get virus outside. Um, for them, it's just so easy. But for us, if you said to us that to stay home, meaning you, you are asking us to stay working, because the house of our employer is our working, working place. Migrant domestic workers in that kind of arrangement and in that kind of policy, uh, put us in a vulnerable situations, and we could, we could, we couldn't resist on it. Why? Because resistance from our employer equals Termination. Nowadays, during, especially during the pandemic, the workloads also um, tripled, the working hours doubled, and then we couldn't have enough rest um, because of this kind of arrangement. Domestic workers are the backbone of our society.
1: They support many families across Hong Kong. However, many migrant workers face mistreatment and abuse. These workers deserve equal rights as any other worker in Hong Kong.
0: Many thanks to Dorothy Cam for her great feature. And it's true that migrant workers are an especially vulnerable population because of legislations that force in uh, that the live-in uh, arrangements. And so as part of society, it's really important for us all to be understanding and kind uh, to those around us. Uh, many thanks once again to you, Dorothy, for your feature.